and welcome to the Living With Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Simone Denny, and I'm here to uncover how we find more joy, greater fulfillment, and deeper purpose in our lives. I will be sharing my own journey, as well as insights from thought leaders and everyday people who are living with purpose and have created a life they truly love. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm just delighted to have you here. I'm also so excited to have the beautiful Louise Laffey on the show today. Louise is an intuitive entrepreneur and a spiritual teacher, and she's someone who's had a profound impact on how I live my life and how I experience the world and how I I teach and coach others. So she has been my personal mentor and teacher for a number of years, and it's such an honor to share her thought-provoking conversation with you today. And I remember some years ago when I first started working with Louise that I was really struck by her generosity um, of knowledge and that she wanted to share every pearl of wisdom she could with me and with the other people that she serves. And I think that's really a testament to who Louise is, that she, she is totally unfiltered in, in, in her desire to make you want to live this life with effort, effortless flow and joy. And that really comes across in the podcast today. There is just so many little gems um, sewn through this whole conversation that she is just so... Um, generously sharing and you know it's really a lesson for us all to to share all of our wisdom and our knowledge with others so that we can all all grow together and have more to share and teach with others so Louise is an intuitive entrepreneur a spiritual teacher as I said she's shared the stage with leaders in metaphysics such as Deepak Chopra Martha Beck and many others she's a creator of the wish game which she's going to share more about in this podcast. Through the wish game, Louise estimates that she's shared over 100,000 wishes with fans from all over the world, helping them to manifest true love, financial freedom, clarity of life, purpose, well-being, and happiness. If you're curious about experiencing the world in a different way, or if you're interested in connecting to something higher than yourself, or understanding how to live with emotional freedom, or live in this effortless flow that I mentioned, and live in alignment, then please give yourself the gift of time to listen to this podcast. I've actually listened to it a few times because there's so many great little um, words of wisdom in here. So Louise is someone who embodies energy work. She's deeply connected to what she calls the intelligent field, and she's going to talk more about that. She's incredibly generous in what she shares today, as I said, and it's like a mini workshop. So, so please do just um, pour yourself a cup of tea and enjoy all of the wisdom and inspiration here. In our conversation today, Louise shares how to work with the intelligent field, how the wish game was given to her, what is thriving and what is surviving, how to let go of old energetic patterns, how to create financial freedom, and if it's given, it's required, which she's going to talk about more in more detail, why we need to feel our feelings, how to live an effortless flow, why you need to change the idea of mistakes to the idea of choices, 
and the importance of trusting your heart. Also, Louise is running a um, financial freedom course coming up in October, and she's given us a lovely discount of that for um, listeners who are interested in that. So just have a look in the show notes for more details about that. But without further ado, I'm delighted to invite in the lovely Louise Laffey. Hello and welcome to the lovely Louise Laffey. Louise is someone that I've spoke to many times over the years and I'm just so delighted to share her with my audience with you today because she's been someone who's such an inspiration to me and has so many words of wisdom. So welcome Louise. Hi Simone, it's lovely to be here and hi to everybody who's listening. It's lovely to tune into you guys as well. Yes. Nice to be starting this conversation. Yes. So I thought we'd start right back kind of at the beginning of how, how you've got to where you are today. It's quite a big Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me, you're showing me my age now, Simone. You've got to be cheeky about that. Um, so how did I begin? Well, look, I had a pretty ordinary upbringing and by ordinary I mean I felt like I was pretty normal as an Australian kid growing up in an Australian family in the 1970s with all the good things that being in a 70s family involves. My mum and dad were both teachers and I was one of four kids and I just had what I perceived to be a pretty ordinary upbringing um, except that I probably had an ability that I didn't realise at the time was a little unique in the sense that I always had um, an understanding of how to read energy, but it wasn't until I got older that I, I really sort of developed that more and, and understood it. But, you know, I, I went to school, I, I left um, high school and, and went to uni. I went and studied law in Sydney. And um, that was the most challenging thing I could do when I left school and I wanted to disappear and, and go off and make my own way. And, um, and then I graduated from law school and went and started corporate life and ticked all the boxes like everyone's meant to do when they've, you know, finished their study and gone off to, you know, follow what you think is the path for you, only to discover very quickly that even though I was doing everything that I thought that I wanted to do, I learned really quickly that I wasn't happy, I wasn't fulfilled, and that became a bit of a rude shock. And then, you know, you think, oh, is it just me? Am I unhappy in a role? And Maybe if I got a different job or if I changed things around a little bit, I'd be happier. But it really came to a head to me, for me when um, one of my very close friends died at a very young age. And it really challenged me to start to question, well, what am I doing with my life? Am I really happy? Am I doing what I want to do? And, and in some sense, I thought I knew what I was doing, but my heart was telling me something different. And, and so I disappeared off for six months and went to South America. And that was probably the biggest start, the biggest catalyst of me really doing my deeper spiritual work. And um, then I came back to suddenly discover, you know, in the modern world, you need to have this thing called money to pay for your bills and live in the modern world and do all those normal things. But I, I found myself in this real turmoil between what I call being caught in the modern world and, and wanting to, to live 
you know, in the comfort of the life that I knew and to have a career that was mentally challenging and fulfilling. And then on the other hand, I had this incredible desire just to follow my heart and do something completely different. And that was to travel and to have this incredibly free life and to study spiritual work and philosophy and, you know, learn about energy and, you know, so it was how do I, how do I learn to bring those two things together? And so that's really been my focus for most of my life from my twenties is how do I live in the modern world, but still follow my heart and, and live more of my passion and my purpose about what I feel is the most fulfilling thing for me to do. And ultimately it's really about how, how have I come to live with the best of both worlds in an in one integrated life, as opposed to what previously for me was two split parts of my life. Mm. So, so yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty standard upbringing with a little bit of a twist thrown in by the universe. Yeah. And then that kind of led on to um, the wish game, which, um, you know, that was born out of, I guess, the spiritual side of you, which is, I mean, I'd love you to share about what the wish game is and, and how that was born. Mm, yeah. Well, the wish was a big surprise for me. Uh, it was in 2007 that I was given that, but to go back a little bit, I'd been studying energy and, and metaphysical work for many years since my early twenties. And I was given the wish in my late thirties. And, um, and basically I'd had yet another round, another lap of sort of challenging myself about, you know, what am I doing? One foot in the modern world, one in the spiritual world. And I just come back from a trip to India and it was my 38th birthday when I'd arrived back in Sydney. And, and I remember making a wish to myself standing in my lounge room and I said, I just wish I could live my happiest life, just travel the world and study energy and, and go to all these amazing places and meet all these incredible people. And I just really wish I could do what I loved. And I did. I, just, I seriously made that wish out loud to myself. And three months later, I got woken up in the middle of the night, uh, sat straight upright in bed, four o'clock in the morning on the dot. And I woke up instinctively knowing that this was a really big idea. And then for the next 20 hours, I just had a conscious stream of thought where I just channeled this incredible information, which at the time I didn't quite understand what it was. But really the only way I can explain it was like pieces of a puzzle. I just got all this information about um, lines and lines and lines of, of messages and codes and numerology and numbers and symbolism and patterns and mathematical formulas and all this crazy stuff that I'd never ever sort of tapped into on that level before and I remember when I was finishing and it was 12 o'clock the following that that night so I'd woken up at four in the morning and, and it was midnight and I remember having this sense of asking what on earth is this and I heard it's the wish and I remember thinking what's the wish so I went to bed that night with what is the wish and then I woke up the next day and, and it's just literally taken over my life since that day and every day I just have, I woke up to the wish, the wish, the wish. And um, I had to discover what that was. And so for the next three months, I started putting those pieces of the puzzle together. And what I suddenly discovered was this was this incredible energy transformation game that I'd been given. And of course, the universe was very clever the way that it gave it to me. It gave it to me. What I thought seemingly at the beginning was back to front. And I realized that was so that I couldn't interfere and try to make it something that it wasn't. Um, but what they really gave me was just um, an, an example of how energy works every day in practice and they gave it to me in the wish. So I had to embody how the universe works through the game and the game basically is an energetic tool that 
well, really it's a portal that teaches you how to really get clear and aligned with what your heart's wanting you to experience, what, what you're wishing for. And then the game will talk to you through the cards. You, you just move around a figure eight. Well, it's actually an infinity symbol. And the cards will reflect back to you where you're in alignment with that wish coming true and where you're not. And it helps you just energetically move through that by sort of having a two-way conversation with the universe about where you're in alignment and where you're not. And it's really fun to play and it's very deep and profound as well. Um, I know you've played it lots of times, Simone. And, um, That's actually how I met you, Louise, was at a was at a wish game and uh, I fell in love with the game and I was like, I need, I need to meet this woman and talk to her. It's just such an incre- incredible game and it really is the game of best answers. You know, if you've, if you've got a wish or a desire, the cards will, will give you the answer and it's interesting because like some cards would never work for the other player who's play, you're playing with, but they always are perfect for you, which is, you know, it always leaves so many questions of how, how does this work so well? Yeah, and you know what? Even when I play the game, I've got to admit, I, some days I just go, seriously? Oh, my goodness, I can't believe what I've been given. Like even I just pinch myself going, wow, what is this thing? Um, so it's quite humbling to, to actually have been given the wish. But when, when, you, when you start to play it, what, what I probably explain to people that's important at the beginning is the game is, um, is a tool that the universe helps you to see where are you being truthful with yourself and where you're not. And, and why it works so well is that when I, got cha- when I was channeling the game, I got shown how to write this, um, I suppose in one sense you'd explain it like the cards are almost coded, but they're given different energetic um, resonance different frequency so every card has a certain level of what i'd call horizontal frequency and also every word has what i call a vertical frequency so so they're specifically tuned in to resonate with different emotion within your body now that sounds a bit crazy but when you play it you realize it's a very loving and supportive game and so what it does it's about teaching you where are you out of alignment with your true self and your happier self and just remarkable you've got to play it to really understand what it's like and it's a hard thing because people always say to me well how do you describe it and it's like it's a very hard thing to explain mentally because you have to experience it physically you have to have played the game and and done that but um yeah i'll link i'll link to more information about the game and you've also got an app as well that you can play through as well don't you yeah we put the um the wish game on on iphone and ipad on iTunes so you can grab that it's it's really easy to get on and and the game just takes you step by step it's really easy to follow through and play um so yeah I'd love anyone to who wants to have an experience of it to jump on and play or you can come and join wish club which I play every month which is an experience for people to be able to come and just have a free experience of of the wish if you haven't got a copy of the game for yourself beautiful I'll link to that as well so the game was created by something um, almost bigger than yourself. I know that you take a lot of guidance from something that is connected to you, but, but, but bigger than you. Can you share more about this? Yes, I suppose in the last little while, a lot of people have become very familiar with the idea of the universe and talking to the universe and understanding that, you know, there's this, you know, what a lot of people are, are describing as, um, you know, the field. I call it the intelligent field. But for most people, they talk about it like talking to the universe. And really what it is, it's about a two-way conversation that there's this incredible intelligent field that's making everything around us work. 
And when we learn how to interact with that deliberately and consciously, then what happens is we start to realize that this incredible intelligent field is, is here to support us, to wake up to us being our best self, to living our best life, to understanding more about who we truly are. And, and when we can start to work in collaboration with that energy, with that field, then what we start to realize is this, this energy is so clever and intelligent and it's teaching us every minute of the day how to uncover more of our true self. And by that, I mean, it's, it's guiding us every step of the way. It's giving us clues. It's showing us how to live a more efficient life. It's teaching us how to be more truthful, how to be more authentic. And so when we're taught how to deliberately work with that energy field, so it is a two-way conversation, then you start to live this quality of life where you realize you're, you're part of something much bigger. You're part of this bigger energetic field which runs the whole of the world that runs all of the cycles of nature it runs everything in the galaxies i mean we hear about it and understand it mentally but very rarely as younger people are we ever taught how to truly connect with that in a very practical and positive way in a way where we're deliberately taught how to listen to that two-way mirror that feedback loop to be able to help us make sensible choices that that help us live um, more fulfilling lives and so that's what I've tuned into and that's what I've taught myself how to learn how to talk to all the time. And I live my whole life having that two-way conversation. And um, that's what I teach other people how to do as well. It's, it's how do you learn how to do that? Not in an ad hoc way. How do you do it in a deliberately regular engagement in a way that is really helpful and supportive to your life? For a lot of people, it can feel a bit scary when you first start to learn how to do that because you feel like you're going to be overpowered by something you don't understand. But when you're shown how to work with that energetic field and how to communicate and how to enjoy that that two-way interaction, it's just the most incredibly powerful and wonderful and exhilarating way to live your life. And it's so fun and exciting. And, and yeah, I just, I, I, I can't remember living any other way now it's been so long yeah I, I think there is a lot of people talking about connecting to the universe and connecting to the source and there is a lot of dialogue about it but I have to say that out of everyone that I have met you are the most embodied person that that I've actually worked with and experienced where I know that everything that is showing up for you you are completely connected um to what is being shown to you in that moment. And, you know, I know if you didn't know you, sometimes you'd think that you're speaking to it, you know, you had another voice in your head because you're always talking about, oh, they're telling me this, they're telling me that. And um, (laughs) because it's such a great reminder to be always listening because you, you know, you really are walking the talk, which is, you know, has been really inspiring for me because, you know, it's not, it's not easy work. And um, I think probably some of our listeners are thinking, wow, I would love to get some of this guidance from, from something bigger than myself, from, from, you know, the wisdom source or intelligent field. How could people just start to tune into what's available to them on that level? You know, it's really, it's a really good question because for a lot of people, they think only some people who've got a special gift can do it, not everyone. And that's not true. I want everybody who's listening to get that every single one of us has exactly the same ability to be able to have that 
um, incredible two-way dynamic conversation. It's available to every single person on the planet. It's just whether or not you're willing to put your attention and focus there to learn that skill set. And it's simply a skill set that you need to learn, right? So in terms of that, the first thing I say is really set yourself an intention that you trust that this universe is a loving and supportive energy field, that it's here to help you and support you. Because for a lot of people, when you're, you're starting, you get scared that I'm going to get hurt or punished by learning about that or somehow it's going to overpower me. So the first thing I'm going to say to every single one of you that's listening is that's not true. It's completely the opposite. The universal energy is one of love. And what it's doing is it's showing us step-by-step step where we're not in love with ourselves, where we're not in love with everything in our life, where we're out of alignment, where we're mentally buying into stories that are not loving. Okay. So the first thing I'd say is really know that the universe is here to help you and support you. So it wants you to be successful. So if you start with that intention and open yourself and say, listen, this is what I want to do. And I want to learn because that's how I started. I just decided, you know what? I want to get really good at being intuitive. I want to learn how to, to learn how to turn up that volume on my intuition. And that's simply how I started. And the next thing I could suddenly start to read these signs. So what I'd say to people is first of all, set the intention. And then the second thing is I'd say to you, start to ask questions to be shown little signs that you're, you're being understood by this energetic field. I call it the intelligent field. So, so think of it like you're having a conversation with a very good friend. So you're asking them something and they'll send that, that information back to you. Now, obviously, they're not going to speak to you in the same language. So be open to being shown information, which is signs that will help you recognize a confirmation or a sign of something that's relevant for you. And you start to practice looking for confirmation to questions that you're asking. So one of the simplest little things that I do for people, for example, is I say to people, if you really want to start the conversation, start with something that you want, like show me the abundance today, show me where the abundance thread is today. So what you do is you set yourself the intention to look for the abundance and then you look for all of the clues where the universe is going to throw that back to you and say, look here, look there, look here, look there. It might be something simple like you get on the bus and guess what? The, the card reader doesn't work and you get, a free, you get a free ride to work. Okay, little bit of a sign. Now people can go, oh, that doesn't mean anything. Okay, but start to add them up and watch them during the day. You'll go and something will happen, happen and someone will buy you a coffee or someone will give you something or you'll get a free pass to something or you know, things will just flow and open up. So it's about giving yourself a little theme and then start to watch how that thread starts to unravel. So it's starting to ask yourself little questions and looking for signs to reflect back to you what it is that you want to see and know, okay? And that's how the universe starts talking to you. And then as you start to get really good at that, what starts to happen is you start to get more confident and then you start to be able to read the signs that are given to you a lot, a lot more easily and then suddenly next thing you know, you're having this two-way conversation with this seemingly invisible field <laughs> but you're getting very clear messages go left, don't go right, do this, don't do that. You know, it's a practice, but once you start to learn how to do it, that's what we teach um, people how to learn how to do practically. And, and it's like anything, the more that you practice, the better that you get it. I mean, you know, yourself, Simone, I've taught you a few little tricks yourself as we've gone along um, and you start to live your life a lot more according to listening to the field than listening to your head or other people 
you're starting to trust yourself more. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a, a new kind of awareness and it's just having, you know, the, just reminding yourself to keep listening, isn't it? And to keep coming back and to keep trusting that you will be showing the way and you don't have to have it all in your head of exactly how things are going to play out. You're actually, it's almost, there has to be a level of flexibility there to be open to what's being shown to you. Exactly. It's that openness and willingness to go, okay, am I willing to, to look for a different way of being communicated with? Am I willing to be open to being shown a different thing to what I thought I knew up until now? Am I willing to learn what I call a different language to what I've mentally been taught? And so when you start to learn this different language, what you're learning is about energy and vibration. And you realize the whole of the world is made up of energy and vibration. And that's actually the real world that we're living in. The man-made false self world of the mental misinterpretation is something completely different, but we'll go there another day. But um, it's, it's about learning how, how to interact with that energetic flow that's in everything around us. If you only look at nature, nature's already living in energetic flow and we're somehow separating ourselves out from that. And, and what, I teach people again and what I do by, by living example and showing people that you live in flow and you live in that connected state, then life is much easier and it's much more fun. Mm. Things come to you in a very different way and you're open to lots of possibilities that you didn't know you could, you could be open to before. And it's so fun. That's the best bit. It's so fun when you live, you live in energy, energetic flow. Well, I feel it's a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun. (laughs) I know you do. It's fantastic. So, you talk a lot about surviving and thriving. What does thriving, yes. thriving in life look and feel like? Well, I'd probably, I'd probably answer that question by starting with, well, what is surviving? Whether we know it or not, a lot of us are in survival patterns because we're behaving in a way that we think we should behave. When we're in thriving energy, we're actually living most of our life, and I won't say you're always going to live all your life in it because that's a pretty hard thing to achieve, but you're living your life in present moment awareness as your true self. And by being your true self, that means you live without restriction about what other people think of you, having to buy into everyone else's rules, um, that you follow a life path where you're doing what's really truthful to making your heart happy. Now, that can sound very pie in the sky, But the truth is when you can learn to live that in a way that is really, um, it's really powerful, it's very responsible to yourself, then what you end up doing is you start to live with a lot of freedom. And when you're living and thriving, what's happening is you're opening yourself up to lots and lots of possibilities that you don't get to live in when you live in a closed, restricted way of living and thinking according to rules and restrictions of what people have told us you should be doing. So by that, when you're thriving, you're, you're very open, you're in a state of spontaneity, you're a lot calmer, you're relaxed, you're in a state of well-being, you're in a playful energy, you're in an abundant energy, you are always expecting something good to happen because you're coming from such a safe platform. You just know that everything in life is a bit of an adventure and most importantly, you're not worrying about what's going to happen next. You're excited about what's going to happen next. When we live in survival, we're always worrying about what's going to happen to us. How can I control it? How do I protect myself? And for a lot of us, we don't realize that's how we're living. Um, 
but yeah. when you're living and thriving, it's completely opposite. It's, it's, it's an open, vulnerable, and vulnerable in the sense of vulnerability in a positive, not a negative sense. We're often taught that vulnerability is, is a negative word, but to be vulnerable means to be open and, and awake and ready for every possibility. And when we can live like that, then we're open to a lot more things coming our way where, you know, we're exposing ourselves to a lot of different opportunities and adventures and things that we wouldn't normally be able to see if you're worrying about protecting yourself from danger, which is surviving. Mm, I, I mean, I just think back to when we met, um, however many years ago it was, and I was in total survival mode in my business. And, yeah. um, you know, it was all about working really hard to get results, which was a really strong mental grip that I, ha I had. And I believed that I had to work really hard. And I was working really hard and I wasn't seeing the results. And through working with you, I, you helped me to move into this thriving energy, which made me look at everything about my business, everything about the way I learned to do business and learned to work. And also, is this really you know, the thing that makes me feel like I'm thriving and it's been a journey and it's, you know, it's, it's an ongoing one, but I really feel that huge shift between those two of now being in a space of allowing and flow and just the ease. Mm. And it's been a lot of unlearning a whole lifetime of modeling how you should do work and how you should achieve and kind of the all, you know, all in the head. Yeah, and if I, if I really simplify it, if we're living out of our head, if we're in this mental construct, we're living in the past or the future, we're not living in the present. So when you're living a mental life, then that's survival. Now, when you're living thriving, you're present, you're living more from the heart, you're having more fun, you're more open, you're, like I said, you're more spontaneous, you're more vulnerable, but in a positive way where you're getting to enjoy the best of everything in life. And when we can start to live like that, what happens is our operating system starts to expand us in terms of our behavioral patterns, in terms of our neural pathways. We learn to be fuller and we learn to be more authentic and we learn to attract to us opportunities that are so aligned with us living our true self, our best self, right? But the truth is we don't really ever understand that we've done that till someone comes along and shows us where are we blocked, where are we looping. Because for a lot of us, we don't realise we're in survival mode, and I certainly didn't think I was in survival mode, until we hit a certain limit. Like for a lot of us, you sort of feel like I keep doing this same lap, this same loop. Why is that? Why can I not get ahead? That's when you start to understand, oh, I'm living these energetic patterns that I learnt how to live when I was little that had nothing to do with thriving. I was taught how to survive in the world and that sounds like a funny thing to do. Of course, we're all taught to how to survive. But when we're taught energetically how to survive, we're taught to live out of our head, not out of our hearts and our head. So what happens is the head becomes the master and the heart becomes the servant. Not even the servant. Sometimes it's third way down. It's not even servant category. It just gets pushed down. We don't listen to what we want to make us feel happy. When we start to live and thrive, what happens is we, we flip that. We start to follow our heart and live from our heart in a way that's very powerful that allows us to have the best of what we've learned in survival. But we have that freedom and that creativity and that, that excitement and that romance and, and that adventure, like I keep talking about, that is more truthful for who we truly are, okay? So when we can learn to 
start from the heart and live authentically and listen to what it is that we know is truthful for us. And that can be a scary thing to start because we think, wow, how am I going to survive? How on earth am I going to pay my bills and do all these things? Well, what we're learning is how to undo all the stories that we've made up around that, that we can't survive or that something terrible is going to happen and we let all that go. We start to learn how incredibly um, exciting our life is when we listen to the heart first and let the mind come in and play its proper role, which is to support us behind us following our heart and listening to what it is that we know is best for us and we start to live that way. Now, for a lot of people, and me included, that can feel like a very daunting thing to start. And, and really, it's what I've dedicated my life to. It's about teaching other people what I've done about, I know what that's like. I lived in a very heavy survival pattern for a very long time. And people would have looked at me and said, wow, she's so incredibly successful. Because we're taught in the modern world that to be successful is to be mental, to be in our heads, to really live that way. But how many of us are going to jobs we don't like? How many of us are stuck in, in you know, situations that aren't fulfilling us, aren't making us happy? And we pretend it's okay for a while until it gets to a breaking point and we go, I can't do this anymore. It's not true. I can't be this any longer. I can't, I can't pretend that this is okay for me or that it's satisfying. And that's what happened for me. It was like, well, okay, so how do, I, how do I do both? How do I live in the modern world and still have all the beautiful things? And, and, and let's face it, it's expensive living in the modern world and we've got to live with money and understand how to do that. And also, how do I follow my heart? Well, that's what we teach you. We teach you how to do both. And the answer is you've got to start step-by-step step learning how to let go of this old pattern of thinking that's not truthful to you. And as we start to, as you say, let go of all these layers and we show you how easy that is to do once you practice energetically, how you start to listen to the feedback from the universe, the universe is, is on the sideline cheering for you to go, go back to the heart, follow the heart, right? And it's showing you all these lessons all the time to let go of all this mental conditioning. So you come back to your true self. That's the whole purpose of what this journey is about. It's about coming back to being who you already are, your true self. And when we get very honest about that, our true state is one of well-being. Now, we hear that, but we don't live it. And so when we learn how to come back to that natural state, to that centeredness within ourselves that's truthful about what's right for me, forget what everyone else wants me to be doing, what's right for me, then that's a very powerful place from which to start to explore and live your life because what you find is the opposite of what you've been taught starts to happen opportunities turn up, things become easier. You suddenly start to realize, wow, there's space where there wasn't space before. There's this freedom that I didn't have before. I suddenly am this more powerful person. I'm more successful. I'm, I'm healthier. I'm happier. So it's everything turned on its head to what we have been taught about how to be successful in the world. So as we're moving between what I call this seventh dimension, mental survival energy, and, and what I teach is eight thriving energy, which is our natural state of well-being and being who we're meant to be in the world, it's a tricky thing to sometimes have to transition. But if you're with people who've done it and, and taught you how to do it, like you've done, Simone, and you teach your audience every day with your own example of well-being, you suddenly realise, wow, I can have that life that I want. Now, do you have to take it step by step? Yes, you do. It's not a silver bullet and it's not this magic thing that people want to sell you that it's an overnight success. That's not true. That's not life. And yet at the same time, with a, with a really clear intention that that's what you're moving towards, 
you build this momentum very quickly. Suddenly you start to realize, wow, I'm in this flow. I'm in this momentum and it's moving me with more ease and grace towards that. And things just start turning up to give you the evidence to go, Hey, this is working. I need to do more of this. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. I've couldn't agree with that more. And I guess how I'd like to know how this relates to financial abundance. I know that you have a course around um, financial freedom, financial abundance. How does this work of moving into this thriving energy relate to our financial abundance? Well, for most people, they don't understand that they're really in survival versus thriving until things like issues of money start to play play up in their life, right? And so money is probably the easiest way for us to be able to learn that we're not living in our truth, right? Because money is the most prevalent source of energy that we have to work with every day. It's in everything that we're doing. And it's tied to all these concepts of worth and, um, you know, self-worth and, and what am I achieving and am I aligned and am, am I not and all of these things, right? And all of these stories we have about about our relationships with money and what that means if you do have money and if you don't have money and what freedom you can have and what you can't. And people just assume that you need money to have financial freedom. And that's what we get taught, that you must have the physical money to be able to do it. What I've learned from my own experience is that when you start to learn how to have a very healthy relationship with money, what happens is things turn up for you that show you, oh, actually, I'm having this experience and it didn't physically cost me the same amount of money. Now, that might sound a bit strange, but it's how do you start to work with the energy of money and have the same result as if you had physical money? How do you start to learn how to do that in a way that makes it much easier for you to start to create the opportunities and the lifestyle that you want? Now, it doesn't mean everyone goes out and wins lotto, but what it shows you is as you start to improve your stories and let go of these stories about how money turns up for you in your life and how you start to practice changing your core energetic pattern around money, then money shows up in lots of ways for you in your life as feedback to show you if I shift my energetic story and pattern around that, then money can start to show up. And it's interesting because you haven't changed your job you haven't changed your status, you haven't changed what people would perceive mentally to be the the key components for you to be able to get more money. So what I show you is when you learn how to change the energy that you're holding in in a relationship pattern around your relationship with money, then you shift that to have a very good, healthy, strong relationship with money, then guess what? You have a good relationship with money show up on the outside and it means money flows to you more easily. You start to have opportunities that reflect you having more money. So it's, it's a really powerful way for you to start to practice how to work with energy and to shift that relationship in a palpable way. It's a practical way that shows you, wow, nothing about this is what I've been taught from the outside world, that I've had to work harder, that I've got to do more, that I've got to put more effort in. That's what you found with your business, Simone. Didn't matter how hard you worked and how much more effort you put in, it didn't produce any other results. As soon as we started to shift your core energetic patterns, what happened? Things started to flow. Things in the business just started opening up. Things that you got very clear about that you had to let go of that previously you couldn't because you mentally didn't believe that was going to give you the result that you wanted. When we start to shift one little bit of energy internally, everything on the outside starts to shift 
And so that's the power of what we're teaching you. Money is a really great, what I call a really great classroom to show you how to shift your energy from surviving to thriving. I think it's the best classroom for you to learn it because it's the most practical everyday one that people understand if it's worked or not worked. Do I feel like I've got an improved situation around my money and my finances or do I not? And when you practice these exercises that we teach you how to do, you start to have real results and you're like, okay, not only do I feel better, but results are turning up differently. So something about that is working. Wow. What if I put more time and effort into that? What would that lead to? And, and so that's what we talk about when we do creating financial freedom. We teach you how to change what is a survival pattern that most of the time people don't even know they're running that shows up mostly about their money. And when we start to shift you about that, and we teach you what's the difference about how to feel differently when you're in that thriving and, and to practically shift the energy. And we do lots of exercises about how to practically shift that energy. It moves you into a very different energetic um, frequency. Think of it like, um, it's like if you're tuning into a radio station, you don't even realize your radio dial stuck on Survive FM. And you might get an occasional good song here and there and you're like, yeah, but the rest of the time it's pretty ordinary. If we teach you how to tune into your own radio station to dial into exactly the experiences that you want to have, then guess what? You're dialing into Thrive FM and you start to be able to fine tune what you're tuning into. And that's the trick is that when we learn that it's within us, that's the powerful thing. It's that we learn to tune ourselves in and then what we start to experience matches that because of the old saying, like attracts like. If you're tuned into the right thing, that will turn up. But you can't have those things attracted to you if you're not tuned into the right, to the right frequency. It just does The law of physics and nature and everything like that doesn't work like that. It just it doesn't. So you've got to learn how to work with that to make to make those results turn up. Yeah, and I I really like the way that you call it. You know, it's it's a classroom because it's definitely not all plain sailing to move into that. No, that's it. Space. It's actually. You know, actually, you have to be faced with all of your old stuff, and there's energy that's in the wrong place, and there's things that you never wanted to feel that you need to feel to release it, and it's it's difficult. And there's times on that journey in the classroom where you just think, "Oh, this is a bit too hard." Um, and I always love, um, like, one of my favorite teachings from you is that if it's if it is given, it's required. <laughs> And your favorite one, Simone, because I, I really, that resonates a lot with me when, you know, things are showing up, you're like, hang on, I'm on this path. And then this has arrived on my path. And, um, if you can share about that, if it's given, it's required. It's a, it's a, yeah. So the first thing that we need to really be very clear about is that whether or not, whether we like it or not, every single moment is given to us by the universe, by the whole of creation. And we mistake that because we think we've created the moments that are given to us. Now, the difference is we receive every moment that's given to us and then we react to the moment that's given to us, okay? Now, there's a big difference because when you can actually really get that, and it's important for everyone listening to really, and I'll say that to you again, we can mistake it. We think we've created the situation or the moment. And it's not true. The universe gives you every single moment effortlessly. And our job is simply to receive each moment. Okay. Now that can feel like a bit of a stretch, but that's the truth. So when we get given every single moment, 
our job as the receivers is to receive that as openly and authentically as we can. But what happens is we don't like the moments we get given. Okay. And so we can easily blame the universe or say the universe doesn't get us or I'm being punished or it's not fair. But what we're mistaking is the universe is the energy of love and it's turning up to show us where we're not love. So it's actually showing us all of this resistance that we're holding in within us that is resisting being who we truly are, which is happy and healthy and well in our state of well-being and being abundant and being free and in flow. So what's happened is we've got all this, what I call mental baggage, experiential baggage that we've grown up with. And I hate to say it to everybody, but that's part of us having a human condition, a human journey. We have that growing up. We have all these um, stories and all these experiences. That's what makes us have to grow. So in a funny sense, one of my biggest challenges always when I was doing this work was, well, why don't we just go straight to the point and just why don't we just go straight to well-being? Why do we have to have all these stories and all these lessons and whatever? It's given to us because that's the process. That's the journey of being a human being. It's, it's like you think about it this way. You can't understand the light without the dark, okay? So you can't understand freedom without struggle. We can't understand happiness without unhappiness. We can't understand you know, abundance without lack. It's, it's the duality world that we live in, right? Now, that push-pull is what makes us grow and expand and learn and, and experience and, and, and learn how to be more of our true self. Now, when we come back to the idea that if it's given, it's required, I want everyone to understand that from the point of view of the universe coming and saying, we love you so much, we're giving you this moment so you can let go of everything that is not in your best interest and for your highest good. And so moment by moment, we get these experiences in classrooms that allow us to let go of what is not us, let go of what is not our truth. And that's all this mental story that we make up. It's all this learned behavior that isn't authentic and truthful to us. It's having to do all these things to, to make sure we fit in and, and please other people. It's what I call being part of the sheep flock. You know, we want to stay safe and, and not stand out too much from the crowd and be part of everything and just be swept along or be really be rescued by everyone else. But what the universe is saying to us is we're giving you this opportunity for you to look into yourself, turn your focus inwards and look in. And when you can look inward, then you can be in charge of what's going on. You can make the choice for you. And that's the exciting thing. That's what is so powerful about being able to feel your feelings. You have the power to feel the feelings and let the energy move within you because you're the only one who knows what feels right for you or what doesn't feel right for you. So when you start to realize this is given to you so you can let go of this old energy that doesn't serve your highest good and that doesn't bring you into alignment with your full true self, then what starts to happen is you go, oh, this actually isn't a punishment. This is given to me for me to learn more about myself and to grow and to be more aligned with my happiest state, my best state, my true state. So if it's given, don't mistake it as the universe missing the ball, like, you know, missing the play or, or punishing you or anything like that. It's not. It's the opposite. You've misunderstood what the lesson is that's been given to you. Mm. And, it's, and life is so much easier when you go from that perspective because everything becomes like an inquiry, like what is this showing me? What is this showing me? Exactly. 
going head to head with, that's not fair. Why does this always happen to me? Did it, going back to our old story, it's more like, oh, wow, what is this here to show me? And, and life just, the, like the, the grip loosens and, and everything, it feels like it's required and it doesn't feel like um, an injustice anymore. Exactly. And, and one of the things that I teach people too is that when we're holding on to something so strongly and we have a grip because we think we're right about what it is, when you're doing that and you've got a clenched fist and you can feel that if you, if you do that right now while you're listening, just close your hand and really clench your fist. How much can you receive when your hand's like that? Very little. Now, if you open your hand and start to let go of the grip and start to open your hand, you start to have open hand, what I call open hands, open heart, and suddenly your hands are open to receive things. The grip suddenly turns into a gift. So if we can start, like you say, have the attitude of going, well, if I don't fight this, which is what the resistance and the closed grip is, it's what fighters do is they close their fists and they, they punch, right? If we, don't, if we don't fight the universe with what it's showing us, and instead if we open our hands to reach out to them and, and to receive what it is that we're given and we work collaboratively with this intelligent field to go, okay, I'm sorry, I don't understand it. Can you explain it to me more? Can you show me more signs? Can you help me understand what you're trying to show me? If you start to be curious, like you say, then what you start to notice is, oh, this lightens, this doesn't become so heavy. And, and suddenly you get shown the path of least resistance. You get shown, oh, there's a door open here where I didn't expect there was. Or, wow, go this way and suddenly things start to flow. Or you suddenly have these bigger harm moments and realizations and you let go of this heaviness and this burden, this misinterpretation of how you thought something was. And suddenly you've got this fresh perspective and suddenly you can see things that you couldn't see before. And suddenly the answers are right in front of you and you're like, wow. Okay. So the universe is trying to help me take off the blinkers and, and stop resisting because it's trying to show me the answers right here in front of me and it's here to support me, but we're so busy fighting and making it wrong because we're frightened and we're scared of what's being shown to us because we don't understand it, that we've actually missed the fact that the universe is here being our best friend and supporting us to get through what we're doing and and it's a completely different experience when we can start to approach things like that it's Mm. now that's not going to be every single moment that you're going to be able to do that that easily let's be realistic but the more that you practice it the more that you start to live your whole life like that that's when you move out of surviving to thrive and you really start to see everything as wow this is actually really cool this is really amazing what i'm being shown and and suddenly everything becomes like that yeah, I, I like to have that um, physical act of actually opening a clenched fist because it's just such a great physical reminder of, of being in the moment and allowing. allowing. So, yeah, I, I quite often practice that little trick from you. Do you have yep. um, any uh, daily practices or rituals that you do to keep yourself in alignment? Yeah, one of the most important things that I do every day without fail, and this is about me learning how to feel my feelings more and more. So what I do is, and the reason that I want you to feel, to, I'd encourage you to feel your feelings is because when we can feel the feelings, we're, being, we're practicing being present. The feelings are what let you know that you're present. And when you're present, the more you get used to um, feeling your feelings, what you're really getting used to is the energy just moving through your body without there being a story about what it is. We're not labeling it as good or bad or whatever. But when we don't feel our feelings, we're just in a head we're missing the moment, we're in the past or the future. So when we do what I do every single day without fail, first thing before I get out of bed in the morning, 
for a minimum 10 minutes. And the last thing before I go to bed at night for 10 minutes is that I lie in bed and I just simply feel the feelings in my body. And what I do is I just notice all these feelings running through my body. And what I do is I just notice them and I start to observe them. And what I do is I get really curious about them. And I notice if there's a story attached to it. So for example, you might have a feeling of what you can recognize as anxiety and you're like, oh no, it's anxious and I don't want to feel that. That's the story. Now, if you can feel that anxiety, what you recognize is anxiety in your body. And what you can do is notice it and start to go, wow, I really know that feeling. I can see that. Wow, what's that about? Wow. And you start to let go of the label about it and you start to be curious. Like a, like a child playing with a toy for the first time. You start to pick it up like you don't know it and you haven't seen it before and, and you're curious and you're playful and you're like, okay, what's this about? What's this showing me? what you start to notice is the labeling starts to disappear. The story starts to disappear and suddenly you notice the energy changes and it suddenly will morph into something else. And you'll suddenly recognize that as a different thing. It might suddenly be, Oh, what's that? Oh, that's a little bit of sadness. Oh, that's interesting. And then it'll morph into something else and it's transitory. But what you notice when you start to practice this day in day out is that you start to realize, Oh, it's just energy going through my body. It's just energy and I've made it mean something which maybe it might not mean. Maybe this has happened to me before and when it's happened, I've made it into a story and make it mean something and I'm scared about it because at that time I attached it to a certain situation. But the truth is if you come back into this present moment and just feel it, nothing's wrong. You're just feeling a feeling. You're just feeling energy moving through you. Now, the importance of that is as you practice and practice and practice and practice that, you'll start to notice you get calmer. You'll start to notice you'll settle down. Start to notice you don't react to situations the same way. You start to get more present and being present is when you can be thriving. Now, the key to thriving is that you need to feel safe within yourself. And the way to feel you safe within yourself is get used to feeling your feelings and not run away from them. Okay, so let me say that to you again. The key to thriving is that you feel safe within yourself. Okay, inside you. You're not scared like a child with your emotions that something terrible is about to happen. That's survive. Survive is, oh my God, something terrible is going to happen. I need to control what's happening next and protect myself because something terrible is going to happen. That's why so many of us are caught up in this anxiety and stress. We've got this emotion that's going through us from when we're young that we haven't ever sat with and gone, no, no, that's not true. I'm actually okay. So when we sit in the energy of of our feelings and we can just stay with those feelings, we start to teach ourselves how to be safe internally. We start to create a very safe inner emotional environment where you're just like, no, I'm okay. I'm safe in this moment. As you're lying in bed and you look around, you say, yeah, actually, I'm okay. I can feel this feeling. And so when we're safe internally, we have that safety within ourselves, we start to realize that's the key to us thriving. That's when, when we're safe, guess what? We can be open, we can be vulnerable, we can be playful because there's no risk. Nothing terrible is going to be happening to us. But we have to train ourselves energetically about how to do that. And that's starting, feeling the feelings is a big part of what I teach people about changing their energetic patterns. And once you learn how to do it and we teach you the techniques, it's really incredible how quickly that starts to shift. And also it doesn't have to be caught up in this terrible, heavy, um, scary energy. 
energy is fun, it's light, it's playful. And when we start to know how to use and work with it properly, that's how it turns up. That's thriving. So the more we learn how to use it, how it's intended and use it properly and interpret it the proper way and, and be taught how to work with the energy, then we're naturally starting to be in our state of well-being and thriving. Mm. Yes, it's a, a wonderful practice that um, you taught me, obviously, and now I teach lots of people and it's... Uh, it's amazing how often how we can, like you say, survive without even really knowing how we feel about a lot of things. And I think mm. we grow up being told not to feel a lot of things. So it's a beautiful way just to reconnect with how how do we feel and what do our feel feelings feel like in our body. It's almost like reconnecting with with being okay with feeling all of the different feelings. Yeah, and that's the difference is we're starting to become deeply honest with ourselves. We're starting to feel the full extent of who we are. We're not just living from the neck up. We're living from the full flow of the eight, the full body. We talk about, you know, um, you know, mind, body, soul, but we're living from mind. We're not living from body and soul. We're, we think we're living from body and soul, but we're living from the head. So when we start to truly embody living from, it starts from the heart, it goes from the heart to the body to the heart to the mind to the heart to the body. That's the figure eight. When you start to live like that and you start to, to listen to that, then you start to live a very different life. You start to live a very, very fulfilling, happy, content, fulfilling life where you don't get knocked off centre. That's the biggest thing. You start to learn how can I maintain this feeling of well-being for longer and longer and longer periods, not hey, can I go on a quick holiday and feel fantastic because I've finally let go of all that stress and strain and then five minutes to come back into my job and I'm stressed again mm. and I'm not liking it. Yeah, I guess that kind of relates to my next question, which maybe you've answered, you know, as we talk about living with purpose, this is part, you know, part of living with purpose is to be conscious of all parts of ourselves. And um, what would you say we can do for our bodies to help us live our best lives? Or would you just say that it is that feeling what's going on in your body? The best advice I can give to anyone listening is to start to practice feeling your feelings. Because what happens is when we live in that feeling state, what happens is we start to train ourselves that it's just simply energy coming through our bodies. And energy is the life force. Energy is what fuels us, whether or not we understand it or not. We know that if we exercise or we have to eat, we have to eat, we have to fuel up, we have to put energy into our body. Well, there's also energy that comes to us effortlessly from the universal field and it's coming through us all the time. That's what tops us up, right? Like if you really stand back and look at it, it's not just the food you're putting into your body that is fueling you. Let's face it, your body's doing an amazing thing as this incredible computer. Seriously. If most people were relying on the food they were putting into their body, the computer would shut down. So if we're just relying on the food, most people don't eat that well. Uh, they're not going to be fueling all of the incredible systems that are going on in the body. So where's the energy coming from? It's coming from the energetic field. It's coming from the intelligent field. It's being given to us all the time through our feelings, our emotion. Emotion means energy in motion. That's what feelings are. It's this energy that's coming through our body that's fueling us all the time okay and so when we start to understand that's what it is and we start to learn how to work with it we suddenly start to go wow you know what maybe if i work with this energy it's going to help me operate this incredible system my body in this computer in this incredible energetic field maybe if i allow it to fuel it properly it's going to let all of the operating systems switch on 
Because what happens for some of us, we don't realise that we're only turning on part of the operating system, which is the survival part. When we learn how to use that energy efficiently and to fuel us, then what happens is we start to turn on the other part of our operating system, which is the thrive part. All these other parts we haven't accessed, all this skill set, all these behaviours, all these new neural pathways that we're starting to open up. And there's a lot of science around this now that supports this to be true from a scientific point of view. And you can, you know, I'll send some links to you, Simone, if you want to share those with people. But the interesting thing is once you do that, you start to learn how to turn on the Thrive operating system that we haven't been able to, to access. Why? Because thriving is the opposite of surviving. If you're thriving, if you're open, if you're vulnerable, if you're okay about not knowing what happens next, that's nothing compatible with surviving. Surviving means you've got to be super vigilant, you've got to be protected, you've got to control everything. They're two completely opposite ways of existing in the world. Okay, so we need to learn how to get you safe so we can switch down this survival operating system and turn up the thriving operating system. And that's what we're doing when we start to teach you how to switch the energy down from focusing just on survival, which is what you've been taught how to do, and how to calm that down so that we shift your energy system and we start to turn on this thriving operating system. And trust me, when you do it, you're just going to go... Why have I not been taught this since I was really little? Why have we not been teaching people how to do this? It's crazy. It's crazy. But more and more people are starting to live this way and that's what we're here to teach people. We've, we've done the experiments. We've been doing it for a long time and we're starting to embody that and show people and that's, that's what we're sharing with others. It's about once you know how to do it, you want to teach other people how to do it as well. Yeah. You, I mean, you are a teacher and... If you could share one message with the world and put it on a billboard, what, what would you say? <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, Simone? It's your favourite saying. If it's given, it's required, right? That's going to be, I'm going to get T-shirts printed like that very soon. If it's given, it's required. I would really say to people, stop mistaking what the universe is giving you as a mistake or as a punishment or as a bad thing. Now, I'd also want to acknowledge that for a lot of people that can feel really confusing when really terrible things happen to you. When you get really sick or you lose a loved one or some traumatic thing happens in your life. I really understand that. We've all gone through those terrible traumas. At the same time, those traumas sometimes are the very thing that need to break us wide open. They're the only thing that are going to shock us awake to who we are and what we're here for and what we really need to learn. Does it make it easy? No, it doesn't. Are some of those moments incredibly challenging and painful? Absolutely. But life isn't a box of chocolates like Forrest Gump talks about. You're going to get some things that you don't like and some things that are really going to challenge you and, and make things unpleasant. But that's where we grow as well. Some of the most painful things that have happened to me in my life have been the greatest gifts because they've just broken me wide open and just given me a perspective that I would never have had if I hadn't had to go through that. You know, that old saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's, it's really true. We get given life challenges to wake us up. Um, and it's how do we react to those? How do we grow from those moments? And you only need to, to read people's stories that have gone through the most incredible traumas to see how they've triumphed out of that. It's, it's some of the most beautiful moments of human history where people have risen up to the, to the challenge. Um, but don't mistake 
that what's been given is a punishment or that somehow the universe doesn't know you or that it's, it's misunderstood what you want for your life or how to live your best life or be happy or that somehow you're going to miss out. That's not true. So I really would encourage that one. I'd say if it's given, if it's given, it's required exclamation mark. <laughs> what do you believe your purpose is Louise? You know, it's a funny one. Often people will assume that I'll say straight away that my purpose is to be a teacher, but that's the secondary outcome of my purpose. My purpose is to wake up to being who I already am. My purpose is to really know myself, to be my best self, to, to live my most authentic life, to be as truthful about who I am as I can be. And that means handing back to everybody else what's not mine, um, to own what I know is my truth, what feels right for me, what makes me happy, what lights me up. It's for me to own my life 100% and to lead my life according to what's right for me. That's my purpose. Now, when I get to do that, it just so happens as a byproduct that it seems to have a positive impact on other people. It just so happens by me learning how to be my best self, I get to share my experiences with other people and I, and I teach that. But it's the old saying, if your cup's full, then you can feed other people, right? But my first purpose is, is to know myself and to live my best life and to own that for myself and lead that so that I'm living a happy life so that when I turn up and I participate with other people, I'm available to them without wanting anything from them, without expecting anything from them, without projecting anything onto them. It's about turning up as honestly as I can, being who I am to be present in the moment, to participate with what they're doing and to, and to connect with them in a way that I share my gifts and they share theirs and, and we create something bigger by reason of the two of us coming together. Very much like you and me, Simone. We've done work together for a long time, but we've always talked about the fact that, you know, you, you might have started out as, you know, supposedly inverted commas, my student, but the truth is we've become peers very quickly. And, and that's because you were teaching me something and I was teaching you something. And if I, if I held on to the idea that somehow I was better than you or more than you, and I didn't see the equality of what it was in the exchange of what we're doing, then we'd never have created all the beautiful moments that we've created. We wouldn't create something bigger together by reason of us coming together. So that's what I'd say to everyone. Just do your life. Do, do your life. Do it to the best of your ability. Own your life. And when you do that and you turn up and you can walk that in the world, if everybody did that, can you imagine how incredible it would be? Everybody turning up and contributing and just being happy to contribute and, ha and, and give of themselves, it's, it's amazing. That's, 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 that's the nirvana, right? Mm, yes, and such a good reminder when we're always looking outwards so much. We're, looking, we're comparing ourselves. We're trying to learn everything outwardly, but there is so much we can learn from our own gifts that we've been given and to keep evolving those and then to serve by, by, by leading with example, which I know you definitely do every day. So what would you say that you're um, working on in yourself at the moment? Well, I'm doing a lot of work at the moment around really understanding how much mental story and layering we put across the top of present moment awareness that I've had several examples in the last little while where um, I've been shown that there's sort of a series of steps that were going to be unfolding, but how, if I added a story on top of it, 
I could have completely misinterpreted or tried to manipulate what was the outcome. And none of that story got allowed by reason of certain circumstances, how, how things got dealt to me. And so really what I got to see very clearly was it was always going to be that, that unfolding in that order. That's how the universe always had it. I just misinterpreted that somehow my interference was going to change it. And it wasn't true. It, it was always going to be given to me like that. And when I could sit back and notice that, wow, there was absolutely no mental story there, there was just so much ease and flow. And so I, I'm getting to learn a lot about um, more and more and more about letting go of in, needing to interfere in moments and just to receive them more and just um, and how much easier life is and how much more fun it is and how much more joyous and how many more opportunities suddenly come your way and you're like, wow, this is crazy. But this is what they talk about when they say effortless flow that things become effortless when you're in a state of well-being you're just carried by the river of life right that's the point when you learn how to get into the rhythm and get into the flow you do very little work and life just carries you along and you just have this incredible enjoyment of 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 the moments that turn up and and how the opportunities unfold and there's things happening for me that i could not have ever mentally comprehended were going to get turn up and I couldn't with all the effort under the sun have orchestrated some of these things that are happening. And, and that's when you start to realize there's this magic here. There's a magic in life that when you learn how to be in what I call this eight flow and you learn how to work with this energy and, and you find these sweet spots, it's incredible. It just blows me away every day that there's just so much vibrancy and aliveness that we're missing out on. And, and if I can teach handful of people how to do that then I'm happy and if I can teach more than a handful of people I'm even happier but it's it's am I living that for myself first for me for the people that I love people who are on my path who are wanting to learn about it can I share that with them and just seeing people live live that truthful life like live that truly content happy authentic life and and I think the thing that's really exciting for me is I've seen so many people who've come to me who are living what they feel is their best life, their purpose. They're just being authentic. So when you live your best life, you end up finding your purpose in, in strange ways. So, so I've ended up being a teacher by reason of being an incredibly good student of this work. And they, they say you teach that which you most need to learn, right? So that's the point. We get to share the very gifts that you've learned how to develop and it's just you being yourself. So it's this crazy crazy upside down inside out world it's completely back to front to what we're taught you know it's everything is much easier for me than I've ever been and you know you know my background I came from being a very mental lawyer I worked in corporate life for a very long time and worked very very hard for a long long time and um, my life is so good and so fulfilled and so diverse and rich and that's that's the difference that's the difference and I'm working a fraction of what I did previously on the old model and that's a crazy thing right but that's what I say to people try the experiment and see what it's like for you and and see if it works Mm. see if it works for you amazing thank you what do you have any final words of wisdom for the people listening now just that you might want to share about your journey or or anything else that you want to share there's probably two really important lessons that I, I would probably want to share with everybody more than anything else. And the first one is um, you actually can never make a mistake. 
Now that's a funny thing to hear because I was like, well, that's not true. I have made mistakes. I've made lots of mistakes. Well, no, actually you haven't. You've made a choice and you've made a choice that either takes you towards where you want to go or further away from where you want to go. But you have to make that choice to sometimes work out, oh, hang on, I've gone the wrong way. I've gone further away from where I want to be rather than toward where I want to be. So when you look at that, if you can let go of this mental judgment that it's a mistake and you realize, oh, it's just a step and it's a lesson and actually I needed to do that, I needed to, to make up that, you know, whatever you want to call it, a mess or go through that experience because it's actually taught me something. It's actually been the experience I needed to get myself clear about am I headed in the right way or not, right? So that's the first thing. Change, change your idea of mistake to, to one about choices, that you've made a choice. And the good thing about that, when you do that, you don't get stuck in like dead ends because when we can make this perception of, of a mistake, we can often get ourselves stuck in dead ends and we can't get out. When if you make it as a choice, then all you have to do is just make another choice. And you just keep making another choice and another choice and another choice until you get closer and closer and closer to what you want to be doing. And that's all it is. Every single time you get to make another choice. So that is a really important lesson that I had to learn with a lot of, you know, skin off the knees and elbows along the way. But that's, if someone had taught me how to reframe that earlier on, that probably would have been very helpful. So if that's helpful to people listening, I'd, Hope I've saved you a couple of laps. <laughs> and, and, the, and the other one is, you know, really listen to your heart because your heart will always lead you to happiness, to a happy outcome. And we tend to override what our heart's telling us because we think we know better. But ultimately, your heart is the best compass that you have. It's going to always tell you what feels right and what doesn't feel right. And if you trust that above everything else, it will never, ever let you down. Even when people say, oh, but I've had a broken heart and I fell in love with someone, I fell out. Great. It still led you to love. And that might be the very thing that opened you up to the next love and to the next experience and the next thing. But trust your heart because that's always going to be the compass to your highest good and your highest truth. So, so those two pieces of wisdom would be what I'd, what I'd recommend. Wow. That's a really beautiful way to, to tie this up. And I mean, you really do lead with your heart, Louise, and you're incredibly generous in your spirit and how you serve the world and what you give. I would love to know how we can support you in what you're doing. Oh, that's really lovely. Thank you, Simone. It's very considerate. Um, I'd probably say a couple of things. Come and play the wish. It'd be the first thing. Come and have an experience of it and just taste it and, and um, see what it's like for you. So come and, come and join us at Wish Club. It's something that I do free every, every month on um, my Facebook page. And, yeah, you come and have an experience of that. Be part of it and see what it's like. Or, or download the Wish app on iPhone or iTunes, it's, it's, um, it's available, you know, available now and, and try that. Or the other thing is come to one of my courses, come and, come and try it. If, if you want to come and see what this energy work is about, come and come to something that we're running. I'm doing creating financial freedom that starts in October. And as you said, it's, it's a really great classroom for us to start to practice moving out of surviving to thrive. Um, so we've got that. It's an online course that I'll be hosting starting the first weekend of October and that runs for four weeks. And um, 
yeah, if you'd love to come and try that, do it. Then I'd really love you to come along. We've got a good price on at the moment. So (laughs) if you want to come and sign up, we can um, share that link with everybody. And if anyone has any questions, otherwise just reach out to me and and start to ask, ask me questions or jump on the Facebook pages and, and look at what we're doing. Mm, wonderful. Yeah, I'll definitely put the link in there in the show notes and, and um, people can, can dive in and have a look. So thank you so much, Louise, for being the beautiful person that you are in the world and sharing your gifts and being so authentic. Um, it's been, for me, just an absolute honour to have met you and, and, and been coached and by you and now to be a friend of yours. So thank you for this beautiful time and I can't wait for to share this with our listeners. Oh, thank you so much, Simone. I think you're a really great example of the work. So if anyone's wanting to look at it before and after, there's Simone who's an after, who's living her truth and, and doing this work. And she's shared with you a lot about what her, what her journey's been, but it's been that. It's been working with the energy. It's, it's understanding how to learn how to work in, in collaboration with the universal field. And Simone's a perfect example of what you can do when you start to take those steps and you just practice. And the most important thing is too, Simone, I'd love to say this is that, you know, you've gone on to be a very good embodiment of the work as well. And and you're a shining example as well, which is why it makes it so easy to hang out with you and be a friend. And, and that's the difference is once we're in that energy together, then we are living our lives together and we're doing that. And, and, you know, it's, it's such a great way to share, share the success of this work with other people is, is to just be the best version of yourself. So we're very mindful of um, people who want to get on and do their work, what they know they're here to do, be living their purpose. And, and that's a very big thing for both of us. You know that. And we've, we've talked about that a lot that we, we both would say to you guys who are listening, you know, that's part of our purpose. We want to support you to get on and do what you know you're meant to be doing in the world instead of being caught up with this angst and struggle. It's time for us to put that stuff aside. And if we can help you move through that in a shorter period of time with more ease and grace, and that's fabulous. That's what we're offering and that's what we want to do. We know because we've been there and we've done it. And if we can save you some of that angst while still learning your lessons, then we'd, we'd be delighted to be part of that. So whatever we can do to help help anyone listening as well, I really generally mean that. Please reach out to me on the page or through Simone and we're very happy to talk to you and and support you with what your next steps are. Thank you, Louise. Pleasure, Simone. Thank you, everybody. 